I'll look at you. You're listening to the Jersey Tuck Podcast. Hello out there, it is February 23rd, and you're listening to the Jersey Tuck Podcast. I'm here with Tyrell, Josh, Fred, Mitch, as per usual. Make sure if you haven't already done so, to subscribe on Spotify, we are there now. Follow on Twitch, we are there now. We're live right this very minute. And watch our videos on YouTube. And guess what? Uh, On YouTube, we have a bit of extra tasty bonus content this week. With the debut of our new series, which I'm going to, you know what? I'm just going to run the stinger to. I'm, I'm going to run to the stinger it. right now. Here we go. Yeah. Ooh, crack that pack. <laughs> crack that pack. <laughs> it is crack that pack in which we crack a various. Uh, Various amounts of uh, a variety of sports cards. Uh, anything that we can get our hands on, we will we will crack that pack for you. It could be me, it could be Mitch, could be could be anyone on the pod. Anyone that manages to get uh, their hands on a pack that they can crack. Oh, crack that pack! We got. That was, um, I was expecting to come out of that. <laughs> we That's got my favorite a, part of it. Yeah, it was kind of a last minute thing that we did up right for, but. Uh, I gotta be honest. I, I wasn't expecting the Mitch's cadence to fit into the beat of the music that well. It worked really well. Um, I gotta apologize to anyone who did uh, take a look at the video pod uh, after the last couple of shows. We're still working out some kinks uh, for audio consistency, but if you listen on Spotify, it should be uh, a better experience overall. Um, and I also just one other thing, one other housekeeping thing right off the bat. It's breaking in the past hour or so that Tiger Woods was in a big crash, um, uh, and he had true. to get the jaws of life to rescue him from his vehicle. Uh, it was apparently a one-vehicle crash, so you know, hopefully he's all right. The best. I heard um, he got quite the uh, bad leg injury or something like that. Oh no! Yeah, man. Or a few of the reports. And that's the thing. Any 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 injury at all for a golfer can really mess you up because mm-hmm. uh, it's all a persuasion, persuasion. Yeah, persuasion some... in that swing. He's had some pretty terrible injury luck. Yeah, he really has. Just... Apparently, he's having surgery on his legs. I honestly would be go to go as far as saying, because as bad as the accident sounds, this might be the end of his golfing career. Well, did you see the picture? The picture's yeah. pretty, pretty. I didn't bad. see the picture actually. I didn't. I didn't even Full see roll it. Rollover. Full rollover. Yeah. And listen, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm just going to present this angle. He's had some. He's had some off the what would you call it, off the course issues uh, in his career, nice. and I, I just hope it's not. I just hope it's not anything to do with DUIs or anything like that. 
Again, mm. no one knows a thing. I could be yeah. judging way too much. I just hope it's not that. We don't yeah. know anything right now is hearsay. We there got could a have been a little of... pet. There could have been a little dog or something. He's just like, oh, oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> could be a bee in the car. Yeah, there could have been a bee. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that, that is legit. Man, I, I've been there. <laughs> Does the tiger destroy the bee? Tune in oh. next week. We will have an answer. (laughs) All right, so we got a couple things to talk about this week. Got some hockey, got some uh, basketball. uh, That's mostly the sports that we're covering this week, as as per usual. Uh, First, I want to bring up in just a little discussion in the theme of Crack Dat Pack. Um. Sports cards has kind of blown up recently to a really annoying degree. Uh, for anyone that partook in any in any sort of way, uh, it's really noticeable. I'm sure Mitch has noticed it. Um, it's just really getting annoying how people are viewing these things as real money assets now. There's big flu- influencers like Gary Vee who really, you know, try to sell them as you get all these now and you're going to you're going to be set for the future with these rookie card assets. <laughs> these and, are your retirement investment. <laughs> and he's actually God. selling it for exactly exactly that and it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I don't know if you ever heard Gary V talk. He's he's fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> like um, some of his stuff is is cool and you know, he got some he got some good content but uh, he's kind of annoying. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts Mitch first because you uh, partake in the hobby. I want to know if you've noticed it's uh, a lot in the NHL side of things. People hoarding up packs as soon as they're on the shelves. Uh, this the whole scarcity of it. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I mean it's brutal. Now COVID has taken a beating on the hobby as well. Oh, uh, release dates for certain lines of products have definitely have been uh, like uh, skewed. Uh, so that's been taking it, but just everything has gone up for some reason. I don't know what I don't know if it's out of boredom and people pick the hobby up again during the whole COVID thing while they're home or not or whatnot, but the price and the products are all gone up um, immensely and uh, trying to get a hold on them is is brutal. I remember even talking to um, to one of the local hobby uh, shop owners and shout out to Magic uh, Sports. Yeah, he, yeah, and. For instance, the, the the standard or the most like kind of common or casual and popular um, one for hockey uh, series is Upper Deck Series One and Two. We got your, and it'll be based on like the the hockey year. So like this year's or last year's was nineteen twenty, this year's was is twenty twenty one. So you always have like the first half of the year's Upper Deck Series One twenty 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 one Series One and twenty twenty one Series Two. So Lafreniere and stuff like that. This is his big rookie year. He's the big chasing card and stuff like that and everything. But for some reason, and this is, this is not even a crazy strong rookie crop this year. No. And it's uh, it's the boxes are already two hundred plus dollars just to get, and usually it's probably around a hundred and twenty. And so it's already up by like eighty dollars. And he's even said that trying to get them in to get a hold of the product is brutal, and buying it from a from a seller standpoint is brutal and it's almost not almost not worth it i don't know so it's the whole hobby has gone insane and 
even even just getting your hands on some stuff like you said like he's having trouble getting hands on it and then people like so the like when he gets it in they go pretty quick but even from like a a standard uh reseller or a retailer a standpoint uh you used to be able to go to walmart hmm. and pick up a pack and pick up a nice like hefty box yep. no problem every time i go to walmart now the whole thing is shelled out shelled <laughs> It's and it's I don't know what's on the go. I don't know if people are just going hard into it, or like what I know. One thing we've we dabbled on outside of this conversation wise is uh, scalpers. I guess the best way to use it: people buying it and reselling it for double the money, mm-hmm. taking advantage of a situation. I think economically now too, like that's just kind of the world we live in. I think it's like it's also the fact that everything is so accessible online. Mm. like even with walmart like you're saying Mitch, it's not even people that just go in and get it like you can now just order it from your phone yeah for curbside pickup or just pick up at walmart and not only just that but now everyone is just you know neck deep in hobbies because of covid yeah everything so, cycles too right like exactly hockey like, cards go through a phase for a bit true. and then it goes away like think of pokemon cards just made a comeback again yeah they did like that yeah well not only that like uh, is it uh, because too like recently there was a huge auction right for Wayne Gretzky's rookie card which went yeah. for yeah. a million dollars so I think like people like you Could know read that, on yeah. Twitter yeah so like people are like oh shit yeah. I should get back on this or what hockey cards do I have it's, yeah it's like buying stocks high at high price exactly right yeah. I was I was just gonna say that Josh it's literally yeah. like a stock stock market like yeah. vibe like Peaks Connor McDavid's rookie year uh, that started off as like a normal price product. Mm-hmm. Now, literally everything that is fifteen, sixteen, no matter what the product is, is doubled in wow. what has doubled in its retail price. So it's what was probably say a two hundred dollar hobby box is now at least four hundred, five hundred dollar hobby box because the potential of getting a Connor McDavid yeah. rookie in it, wow. in it. Plus, it's a strong rookie class too. So there's some other names, but just Connor McDavid's oh, price yeah. drives it up like crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing, and like. For instance, uh, 1920, 1920 has a strong rookie crop. So all those prices have doubled now too. Um, the cup is NHL's or Upper Decks and uh, hockey big brand, mm-hmm. uh, big big release. It's usually about a $500 box. You get about six cards in it, <laughs> and yeah, and so <laughs> and it's like the big the big the big hunting things in there are that they're like fixed uh, stock cards and they're rookie patch autos. So. You'll get like a patch from, uh, I think it's usually game used jersey for the cup. A lot of times, rookie cards, they're manufactured patches uh, or game worn for like photo, not worn for photo shoots, right. but they'll be signed as well, plus other like cards and stuff like that. Usually, it's around a $500, $600 product. This one, this year, for some reason, it's $1,000 plus. And it's, wow. like, sold out. it's sold out everywhere. Oh. And people, people are selling it for like $1,400, $1,500. And I was like, "How? How do you even justify that?" With the with the online purchases too, like bots have been going rampant, just buying up everything. And you know what, Walmart? Everyone's wondering, like Walmart and like all the other big chains don't do anything. It makes them look great, you know. Exactly. Whether it's cards, whether it's Playstations, you know, all this stuff. If if someone is willing to buy up all your product, they got their money. And if someone's willing to take that secondary product and then buy it for, you know, for in the case PS5, like two thousand dollars, that just looks great for Sony and Walmart, you know, like Walmart doesn't care after after they after they move it, like you know what I mean, like they they can easily easily bring in some like anti-bot, 
some kind of you software, know. some kind of counter yeah. software. Yeah, you know, like I am not a bot. You know, you, you, you don't go on Walmart and you know do the whole like pick pick the road or pick the streets. <laughs> yeah. You know, traffic so, lights. Yeah. So pictures have mountains. It, it, it's kind of frustrating because you know no one's really everyone's like bots are a real issue and scalpers are a real issue, but no one really cares to yeah. do anything about it. Two, and two things I'll, I'll mention. One, I think it's only going to get worse because it's almost like stocks have become more pop culture now because yeah. of the whole game stock thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. only going to get worse. AMC, yeah. I lost $300 in games. Got, games <laughs> okay, hold on. Okay, so this is funny. Yeah. We were talking about this. Yeah, like we were talking yeah. about this the first podcast, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Were. And, and it was funny. You're Check like, I got the game stock. It's not about the money. It was never about the money. I just wanted yeah, to be part yeah. of it. Hey, there you go. You're part of history. And if, it, and if it did, if it did go up, that's great. But now I'm just a long-term investor in GameStop. So everyone buy physical copies. Yeah. Of your game <laughs> and your invest games. in action figures and all that game swag. <laughs> yeah. Block, blockbuster. That's the next blockbuster, one. Blockbuster, bring it back. Future. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like the whole, just the whole scarcity of it. It really annoys me because it's at the point now. If you look at collecting cards in its inception it was about you know finding players that you loved your team all-stars stuff like that and having a collection being like this is fun uh it's not about that at all now at, at the yeah. highest level wow. it's about you know buying up tons of the releases and earning your money back and it, on the sucks. uh i was saying to two hours like, on the on the hobby side of it though there's definitely a demographic of people that get a rush from just opening card packs Oh, mm. absolutely. That's, 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 that's the huge part. Like, for, like for some for yeah. some people, that money doesn't even matter. Like, that's what they're paying for. They want to crack that back. They want to crack that back. That's what I do a lot of times. I, I, I love the nostalgia, and I think part yeah. of it is, is rooted for me as a kid playing Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah. and all that. Mm. I love opening cards and stuff like mm. that. And even chasing as a that, kid, so it's a big uh, sorry, Mitch, even as a kid, like, I remember uh, cracking open a lot of uh, upper deck hockey cards as well. Um, yeah, like hockey cards were a huge thing in in uh, the '90s, in the early '90s in Canada. Mm -hmm. It's fun. Yeah, definitely. But unfortunately, piece of shit have taken it over. We might get back <laughs> to uh, uh, one more card topic that I wanted to bring up, but I think we'll switch gears a little bit here now, and let's talk about the Panarin story, Josh. If you want, if oh. you want to lead us into that. Okay, so I uh, I'm assuming like. My fellow hockey uh, followers are probably um, familiar with this story, Mitch. I'm sure you are. But the, uh, the I guess the political hit piece that came out on Panarin was like, what, two days ago? And like uh, days ago. yeah, and it was essentially just like uh, a news report out of Russia about the fact that I think in 2011, uh, when Panarin was with uh, one of the Russian teams, I can't remember the name of the team. I, I can't really pronounce half of them. But uh, <laughs> when he was with that team, when the players were out, there was uh, allegations that he beat up a 18 year old girl. And um, it's come out now, like even right after it, um, the New York Rangers have completely like, you know, steadfast, like denied the allegations as well as Panarin. But also it's come out even more like swinging the other way that mm. um, even whoever, like the person that, uh, that came out with the piece in Russia is not the most trustworthy source. Yeah. And it seems now to be kind of a political thing because uh, Panarin has been outspoken for Putin's opposition in the past year. 
yeah, yeah something you don't do. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So now, now Panarin has taken a leave of absence from the team, and there's definitely things going on in the background. Like, you, like it's not all public knowledge, but I'm sure like he's got the full support of the New York Rangers. But at the same time, I'm sure the guy's terrified, right? Because at this point, he's probably scared for his family in Russia and stuff like that, right? Like. That's some crazy stuff. Yeah, so the the Rangers said Monday uh, that the 2019-20 Hart Trophy finalist will step away for an unspecified amount of time amid allegations in Russia of an assault in 2011 that players vehemently denies. Oh, yeah. The players just like, vehemently. Ve- yeah. I don't know what that word is. I it's would be like, so scared to step foot back in Russia if I were yeah. him again. Oh, yeah. I don't think he has any intention. Yeah, I don't think he has any intention of going back. No, well, the thing is, and I think the big issue is maybe why he's stepping back is well, okay, well, one, the person um, saying it, I can't remember his name, but I'm Nas- pretty sure. Uh, Nazarov. No? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah Nazarov. He's, a, he's an ex player. I don't know if he played with him or he coached Panarin. No, he, he, co- has, he coached Panarin yeah, on that he, team from when he that has a He has a, a sketchy history. Um, mm-hmm. One, he's, a, he's an avid Putin supporter, um, but I think he's pretty sure he's been, a- there's allegations against him of like, of beating beating players and all this other stuff yeah. like that and everything like that so he has a really sketchy background he's not the most trustworthy source yeah. um but Sounds i've heard about too, yeah it is very it's a very russian story actually um i've heard people like kind of like speculate now with the, a big and a, a part of the reason why panera might be stepping away is just to try to figure it out is because a bit more fear for his family yeah that's, uh, that's what i think it yep. is because he probably yeah. has family over in russia and i mean like, you know, I'm not going to say one thing or the other, especially where, I, you know, I've never been over to Russia and had much experience I mean, yeah. in Russia. But, I mean, if, you know, the mob mob mentality kind of thing like that, if you, if you want to get to one person or get to a single person, you go to their family kind of thing like that or you get to them, and get to them through their family. So it's – And we don't, have to, we don't have to beat around the bush and, and like, <laughs> and not, not acknowledge the fact that that tactic has been used – yeah. within mm. russian politics before like it's well documented so he like, uh, he's been documented as showing his support for alexei navalny opposition yeah, navalny. of uh vladimir putin he uh i don't know if it was recently or not but um jailed yeah he uh yeah and uh what is it uh panarin posted an instagram picture with him and i can't remember what exactly what the caption was it was a russian caption it's just like mm-hmm. essentially free uh free navalny and uh, i think that was uh one of the things that spurred these hit pieces so um yeah yeah, it's it's unfortunate like like mitch said he a lot of people speculate that he's taking some time off obviously mental health reasons and to literally protect his family that's a a big hit for the rangers as well that's a big hit for the franchise and that's pretty awesome of them to be like I have to worry about it. Yeah. Back to you 100%. Go do your thing, you know? Yeah. Scary. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's worth noting, too. Like, even because you never want to co- quickly dismiss an allegation like that, but it's yeah, worth absolutely. even noting that the players, the players that played with him at the time, too, like, aside from Nazarov, or the, the fucking coach's name, <laughs> the, the players that were with him at the time, like, that were on the team, have even come out saying, like, it's not true, right? Right. So, like, yeah, or they, they had no awareness of it yeah is this like the coach bringing this out or did like yeah. is there a girl is there a girl who's no come there's no victim there's no, no victim oh, yeah. account or anything yeah like that. that's 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 spicy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is spicy stuff 
It's um, very Red Army Soviet USSR definitely. Soviet Union. <laughs> I don't it's, like it. It's so weird. It's For so now, weird. If I was him, I'd pack my own Gatorade. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, it's funny you say that. I think Navalny was recently poisoned. Uh, yeah, he was. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was, eh? Wasn't Naval- there was some supporters that were like in? I know there's some guys on like the UK mm-hmm. that were like Russian, like secret uh, service defectors, and yeah. they just like, got poisoned in broad daylight. Like one guy was like poisoned on a bench in UK, and he got found. Well, yeah. You learn from the Jersey Tuck podcast: pack your own Gatorade. <laughs> pack your own Gatorade, man. Boys, don't let anyone touch that shit. Um, let's uh, let's pivot to the uh, the Draymond Green press conference uh from a couple of days back can't remember exactly what's uh what game this was after but essentially draymond went off on a what he would call a double standard for owners and players um essentially when one party is done with the other when the player is done so take the james harden situation for example uh when james harden really wants out of the franchise or anthony davis similar situation and uh harden you know he didn't handle it the best way, but he it was clear he didn't want to be there. He announced that he wanted to trade. And uh, he didn't get that months in. Uh, Houston was like, no, we're going to keep you. We're going to keep you. And uh, he essentially played uh, not to his fullest potential, yeah. just to put it lightly. And uh, Davis just straight up sat and, you know, listed himself for knee soreness or calf soreness mm-hmm. or stuff like that. Anyways, on the other side of things is the ownership. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one thing he compared it to, and I think the thing that's, that uh, started the conversation was uh, Andre Drummond in Cleveland right now. The ownership has said, we're done with you. Uh, we're ready to move you. Sit down and, and wait. So I'm just going to play a little clip that I isolated from that conference and we'll uh, we'll discuss it at some point as players we need to be treated with the same respect and have the same rights that the team can have because as a player you're the worst person in the world when you want a different situation but a but a team can say they're trading you and that man is to stay in shape he is to stay professional and if not his career is on the line at some point this league has to protect the players from embarrassment like that. There's the clip right there. And uh, essentially, I think it starts uh, an interesting conversation. Tyrell, did you uh, did you see that uh, press conference? Do you have any thoughts about it? Yeah, I did. No, I, th- I think he makes like a good point because honestly, during that James Harden thing, we like the public villainized James Harden, really. Like, mm-hmm. I know like there's some people in his in his corner, but everyone there was definitely a discussion whether or not it was like james and you know but james voiced his opinion that he wanted it out of there and i know he did sign a massive contract and all that however you know it it was like eight years with that team and you know he wanted a respectful kind of change of scenery but the team kind of held off and then they even said what was that quote um we're willing to get uncomfortable yeah. Which, yeah. I, I if a that. player, if the player ever said that, uh, they'd be gone mm-hmm. so fast, and they'd be thrown under so many buses. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I feel like Draymond's right. There's definitely a double standard within mm-hmm. how teams can act compared to players. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, go ahead. yeah, 
No, no, I'm I'm done. I'll just add. Uh, initially, when I heard it, in, when I read the article uh, first, like my first thoughts were, you know, I guess the the team is the employer. It's probably in your contract, and that was my initial thoughts of it, like on ownership side. But the more and more I dug into it, like Draymond has a point. Uh, do you think? Yeah, you have one, Josh. I think so. Um, the thing that makes it a little bit different, at least from like in my perspective, like. Um, I don't usually have an issue with because like there's both sides usually have like their their motives right like like uh, for the teams it's usually a PR run like they're gonna try to come out of it looking a certain way like general managers trying to save their job and whatnot right yeah. and then the player on the other end like they're using what leverage they have so like the, that's that's their leverage is like if I want to like like Draymond said a change the situation this is what I got to do to get a move right mm-hmm. what I don't like about this particular situation the player in question you're saying it, it was Drummond Drummond under Drummond. Yeah, was that like the team didn't really like there wasn't much of a reason at least as far as I know, but pretty much just said hey like sit at home. Yes, it's the I think it's we're gonna trade. I you. think it's arrive. You like sit on the bench because I'm pretty yeah. sure in the games uh, up to this point he's he's in his street clothes. I think he's doing his warm ups and then yeah. at the as the game starts, poor dudes uh, like dude gets crazy rebounds. He's, he's so he's effective. He's an incredible player. So like, he's a great player. It's not like yeah, it's not like there's a like a go-to reason for why this has happened. It's not like there's off off the court issues or whatnot. Like the closest comparable I could see, like even in the NHL, you never see something like this uh, from players yeah. very seldomly. But this year, like was probably one of the first times that you've seen a player kind of uh, leverage that um, that leverage that they have, right? Like use that leverage was like Pierre Luc Dubois this year. He was the first person to pretty much be like, he stopped playing. Like, he's like, I want to change the situation. He did what essentially Harden did. He, mm-hmm. he just kind of hot-dogged it and gave up on the play. He did a 20-minute shift and just skated off. He didn't even play defense. He just yeah, skated. He yeah. uh, I was there, and he skated off. I don't even think he got called off for the shift. He just skated off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, like, like in that situation, like, I like to see that because you, I think it's fair for, for players to kind of exercise their leverage like that, right? Because the teams mm. have all of it most of the time. Yep. But I don't. I really don't like seeing teams bury players like that and like expect them to to come out of it. You're just essentially ending the guy's career. Absolutely. For and no reason. I I feel like we as the public hold players and teams like they should be held to the same standard. But we get so like emotionally attached to these players. You know, mm-hmm. everything they do is like a slight on us. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, where you know teams are just like you know showing. Not every team now, but like some teams, like I think in Demarcus Cousins, I think I can't remember what team. If he was New Orleans, he found out he got traded mid-interview. Someone came yeah. up and whispered in his ear, and like that's so unprofessional, guys. Like that's send ridiculous. him a text or something. Like and don't. And Tyrell, I think that was his agent. That wasn't. Yeah. Like, yeah. That wasn't the. That wasn't. Anyone... He found out on Twitter or something. Yeah. Isn't that ridiculous? Like, that's exactly what Draymond's getting at the double standard. I find that ridiculous. Yeah. I was going to ask yeah. ask you, uh, Fred or Mitch, like, do do you see anyone comparable in the NHL? Do you see anyone doing that in the future? Who was it that just got traded? Uh, that that seemed like it was going in that direction. Uh, I can't remember now. A big trade happened recently, but anyways, it's it's not as common. But uh, yeah. I think in closing, I do think Draymond has a point. I think it was that Pierre Luc Dubois and Patrick Laine one. Like that, yes, like yes. both both teams, like or both players on either side, like they were both in that situation where they just didn't want to be where they were. Yeah. So it's more of an example of the player exercising that leverage. But you never see it, like 
you never see it brought up the same way that we're bringing it up right now. Like I'm sure NHL teams do it all the time, all the time. If they don't, if there's a certain player that's acting a certain way or whatever, like they just bury them, right? Careers get ended. There was a, like even like just to kind of go off the topic a tiny bit, but still along the same lines. Like you see the kind of the same thing with uh, in the past year with Akeem Alou, right? Like, like for him, it was uh, rumblings of calling him like, uh, was it a locker room cancer or whatnot? And like problematic in the locker room. But yeah. honestly, like a lot of the issues just come from racism in the league. Right. And I think, so, I, I think Draymond brought that exact kind of uh, wording up. Like mm-hmm. this is the first thing that people say if, if it's on the players and he's a locker room cancer, he's, he's bad for the team. He doesn't fit in that kind of thing. And, I, I mean, that takes a beating when you're in that situation, too. And I guess for some players, it depends on the your standing in the league, but that can that can uh, take a hit on you, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think so. Uh, let's uh, let's go back to the NHL for a little bit. Uh, there, was, there was a big beefcake of an article from The Athletic. Um, let's find out. Josh... Do you remember who it was written oh, by? God. It'd be a shame so, if we uh, if we didn't it was give Katie, a shout out. I Katie, think it was a team. Katie Strang. It was Katie Strang. Katie Strang was the athletic um, the athletic uh, journalist that that wrote the article. Fantastic it invest- article. It was investigative. It was, yeah. It was lovely. It was like I said, big beefcake of an article. Make sure if uh, if you haven't checked it out, uh, do yourself a favor. Even if you're not a hockey fan, it's a great article. If you like that juicy that juicy takedown yeah. piece, that investigating. Yeah. <laughs> And and honestly, it was it was a doozy because uh, it uncovered a lot of things that were going on behind the scenes. In in and I, I can probably say like Mitch or Fred, like you guys were probably familiar with this, just seeing like the news about the Arizona Coyotes over the last couple of years. Just the little things that happened in the news, you're like, that's weird. Oh, that's a little weird. Like the John the the John Shaka stuff when he left the team, you're like, what the hell happened there? That's weird. Um, the whole mid was it. Um, did, Mitch Miller? Mitchell Miller is the name of the player. I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, I think that sounds right. I think yeah, so. Yeah, for, a fourth round pick, but he was accused or not even confused. He was or, uh, accused, he was convicted of uh, bullying in high school, a, a black developmentally disabled student. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'll, so I'll give just a quick summary. What it is, um, essentially the Coyotes got new ownership in 2019. Uh, the franchise is a dumpster fire has been for a while. It's one of those franchises that really needs saving or just to get out of the league. Um, and in 2019, it got new ownership. It was looking really good. Uh, correct me if I, my pronunciation is, is off Josh, but Alex Morello. I think so. And, uh, he's the new ownership or, uh, he's, he runs the ownership group that, uh, is in possession of the coyotes right now, uh, from 2019 on to now. And more and more stories come out that just show that he is he is completely incompetent and has done no research in terms of how to run exactly. a, a sports organization. He actually, in 2011, he put a bid for a majority stake in the Hawks for the NBA that fell mm-hmm. through. And I feel like that should have been uh, a warning sign, a red flag yeah. for uh, the NHL. But I think they were really they were really sold on the fact that he was he was going to be the first Hispa- uh, Hispanic majority owner, uh, and which was really important for the market that he was in. Deep deep pockets, 
and uh yeah it just looked really really promising from the outside yeah. but um stories keep coming out uh their turnover is ridiculous it's um, yeah and lots of bullying sexual assault it's the the article is just pumped full of all these things mm. that just really it basically says we've got we've gone nowhere since our yeah. new ownership we've gone nowhere uh, competitively and uh, uh in terms of staff and all that kind of stuff that that team is taking steps backwards because that team was starting mm. to show promise it was looking good yeah because they, they were rough i mean Arizona has been rough for a while, but after a while, you start to develop. And if you're a rough team, you should draft eventually and start to stockpile. Not if you keep losing them because no, of true. Yeah. But <laughs> it's I don't know. It's I don't know that it's that it just that that organization keeps spinning its wheels. Yeah, I I really would like to know the story um, regarding John Shaka. Like how how everything and what exactly went down there because they kind of talked to like Katie Strang kind of brought attention to it in the article kind of saying that he seemed to make more of an effort to shield uh, the rest of the staff mm-hmm. from from ownership a little bit more or like kind of that culture that they were bringing along. Right. But as soon as he was gone, like it was almost blatantly obvious that there was a toxic environment yeah. from up above coming down and it's 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 insane it's it's quite the article yeah and she's she's gotten a lot of threats since then like bill armstrong the gm has even threatened her she she mentioned it in the article right man that's when you know you're a good reporter yeah Yeah. as soon as you start getting threats um one interesting part of the article ownership once bragged about cutting cost of napkins in its other states so talk about you know talk about you know uh running a sports franchise if if your main concern is cutting small ass costs when you have these other colossal responsibilities like mentioned in the article like you know community community relationships and all all those long-term things if if that's something that you brag about again another red flag Mm -hmm. and uh he i remember when he when he first uh, it says in the story when he first put his bid in, essentially, he one of the things was, oh, we're going to get a new arena. All this all this stuff oh, that's, yeah. like, really, you know, really glamorous. And, um, yeah, of he course. Can't even pay, he can't even pay the uh, the debt that he owns, essentially, on using the arena in Glendale right now. Yeah. Or he hasn't. So. And uh, two other closing things that I found really just sad about the story. Um one of his statements i don't know you you guys might have seen it on nhl twitter back in the day one of his statements um when he first got ownership of the franchise he says well we sure as shit wanted to win and apparently they made shirts they made coyote shirts that said (laughs) sure as shit wanted to win like that's not even that's not even catchy that's stupid I, I, it can, like at the end of the day with this man like i honestly don't see the coyotes lasting very long like i think that franchise like i think it, you said the, the big red flag was with the hawks yeah and then the fact that they were turned down i think at the end of the day this pretty much just shows how desperate the nhl was to get yeah, a new ownership so. group in. is there something like say like batman can do to like straighten this out like you would think, like he could be able to be like, okay, guys, you have this much, just your time frame, figure it out, or you're gonna have to sell. Like you know what I mean? Who knows? Maybe something did... like that's going on behind the scenes. Maybe we just don't know. He, he... 
Go ahead. I say last thing Batman wants is a relocation or to have to mm. change things up. He's going to want to fix that that yeah, situation. He's been doing that for the last decade, right? Yeah. Trying to keep yeah. the Coyotes there. So, I don't know. We'll see. I mean... I, There's I so I, much I, promise, too, eh? Like, think about it. They got Camper. You know, they just they picked up Kessel. Yeah, he's a little bit old, but he's still scoring goals. And then you got all these young kids coming in. They've like, always had cool yeah. jerseys. No, I like the jerseys. Yeah. Do they have any fans, though? Like, is there a <laughs> nah, 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 hockey? Nah. <laughs> I don't know if it's as bad as Florida, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got me there. The well, funny, Fred, the fun... go, go ahead, Mitch. Uh, no, I was going to say, the funny thing is, of, uh, of – uh, all, like of all the teams, like no one, uh, most of them doesn't have uh, are, aren't allowing fa- fans in Arizona is so. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, come in, we need something here. Yeah. I'll tell you, with each passing day, I'm getting less and less concerned about Austin Matthews going home to Arizona. <laughs> he is yeah. not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like the Gretzky thing. We'll give you money. Like. Yeah. <laughs> let us have him. <laughs> yeah and just one more thing to uh to close it off apparently uh one of the things in the article said he would get mad at employees that would call him alex uh, yeah. instead of mr morello there you go and he chalked these outbursts up as him being passionate no you're uh you're an just a dick yeah that's all there is to it sorry about that uh this this week the nba all-star starters we're announced. We're finalized. We're still waiting, I believe. Yes, we are on the on the reserves. We have mm-hmm. our starters, and I believe, uh, for the most part, it's exactly what people expected, uh, with the exception of one little thing for oh, me. Can I guess? Because I'm not so familiar. Can I guess? Yeah, Do go it. for can it. Can I guess? Yes. Okay, I have to guess because I I haven't been following all the teams really closely, even the Raptors, like I usually would. I haven't been following this season. Like with a like a, a like a fucking magnifying lens or anything, right? But I looked at the lineup and I just kind of think that the one that just doesn't belong, like one of these things, is not like the other this year right now, is Kyrie Irving. Am I am I right or am I wrong? Like I don't know. Um, I think he just seemed like he may have been thrown a bone a little bit being in the starting lineup. Has he's... he been amazing to start the season? I think he's there to a large degree I, it's funny that he gets that amount of fan fan votes so i think that helped him a lot obviously i yeah. i am surprised that his fan vote was way above everyone else he does deserve to be there but i think a lot a lot of him being there is attributed to the net's success yeah like yeah. when i when i look at uh, how the season has gone so far <laughs> any news with kyrie irving it's always just like drama yeah it's always like how he he disappeared for a certain amount of time or he's not playing or you know what i mean so He's become more and more of a controversial dude, figure. You're talking man. about how he believes that the Earth is flat. Let's <laughs> we'll start with the West, uh, Josh. Who do you got in the West? Is it just do you want me to read him out for you? I can do that. No, I want to see if Josh wants to guess. Oh, guess guess who's playing? <laughs> yeah, do you in know the there? Oh, I think yeah. so. Like it's like I know LeBron's captain Obviously. of the team, Obviously. the West. Obviously. You got Kawhi. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to remember now. I got I got to divvy up the teams on each side. I think you got you got. Uh, Joe Kitch and Doncic, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Two of the itches. And you're itches? missing a three-point uh... dynamo. Dynamo, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna, uh, it's gonna make me mad when I don't get him. He's the best um... shooter of all time. <laughs> He's the best <laughs> shooter of all time. Lou Williams, no. <laughs> there you um... go. Hey, Lou, sweet Lou is. Uh, it is. You're. It's gonna put you <laughs> in pain, like, Josh. Uh, why am I? It's yeah, not like... Clay Thompson, but. Oh, it's a Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Of course. 
And for some it, reason, I, th- I forgot all about Steph Curry because of like the lost hey, year last year. He's, he, yeah, exactly. He's been yeah. kind of like, well, this year he's been fantastic. Good. But uh, yeah, the Warriors, it's just, it's kind of funny the position that they're in. And in the East, we have Kyrie Irving, as you said, Bradley Beal, who's going off this season. Really cool for him to get the start Lead, around there. Leading in points, man. Uh, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. Um, Tyrell, you have any issues with that? Any of those lineups? Uh, I think it's really good. Except every year, every year we have the same talk. It's where's yeah. Damian Lillard? Yeah, yeah. Every year, uh, yeah. <laughs> thirty points a game. They're in like what fourth place? I want to say like yeah. they're just same same thing. And now we got not, like no disrespect to Steph and no disrespect to Doncic, but I feel yeah. like Lillard should have got the start over one of those two guys. I yeah. feel like Doncic should have got the boot, mm. but. Because, like, none of those, like, what, they're in 8th and ninth, I think, respectively? Yeah, the Mavs, uh, Mavs aren't doing, aren't playing up to their expectations. Yeah, and Lillard's shooting something like 60% on, like, game winners this season or something. Like, it's... There, yeah. there is not a more clutch player. I'm not sure, hey, Aaron Rodgers might be there. But in any sport that compares yeah. to Damian Lillard, it's, it's unreal. And he's done it, I'm pretty sure, two times in the past two weeks, one game's in, in the clutch. And he just keeps doing it, and it's crazy. Like you said, he just keeps getting. It seems like he just keeps getting snubbed. But this year, it seems to be more painful than most because I really do think he deserved the nod over Doncic. Love Doncic. Well, Actually, Don- like thir- thirty and twelve, I'm pretty yeah. sure, something like that. And, and like Doncic is a great player. I'm looking at the uh, the standings here now. Is this right? The Mavs <laughs> are in ninth. Yeah. No. No. They, they've been they've been bad. <laughs> it might trade Porzingis, honestly. I think he's uh, rumored to be on the block. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, guys, the Mavs are under 500. And guess what? The Raps are back under, back over 500. Yeah, yeah man, they, they've, been, they've been on fire. Yeah. Um, that's Fred Van Vliet and uh, Siakam showing back up again. That's nice. Not Kyle Lowry. He hasn't been. Not Kyle Lowry, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they have Siakam. a winning record. They have a winning record without Lowry. Yep. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I think he's getting traded. Without, I'm sorry. I think he's getting traded. You think yeah. so? Yeah. But here, just just to defend my point on Kyrie Irving, he's yeah. not even the he's not even the second best player on his team, let alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want. Yeah. Not even on his team. Like I don't know. Who was it that I think it was? Um, it was interesting to hear it, because like. You think he'd be the kind of guy that says the opposite? Was it Kyrie that said uh, Harden is the guard of this team? Point guard, yeah. Like I feel like yeah. that—that's the kind of thing that—that's in the NBA. That's just kind of like kind of meaningless, but it's just like the media is obsessed with. It. It's like whose team is it? Who's the guard? Who's the leader? <laughs> blah blah blah. Like all these informalities. But yeah, I think Kyrie actually said Harden is the point guard of this team, which is really cool. Harden's finally getting the recognition he deserves. That's. It's really stupid as a Houston sports fan because all he got here was hate and how his style is ugly as hell. And, of course, he's in Brooklyn now, and it's like, oh, my God, he's he's John Stockton-level passer. It's like he always was. <laughs> yeah. uh, even in 2011 when he when he came, he was he was amazing at passing. Like, yeah. yeah. Always was, and it's, it's just funny to me how, you know, that kind of – Thing changes just from him switching teams and I, I i would have thought it'd be they'd keep the hate on because of how he approached the season with the rockets i just found it kind of weird no respect guys how about uh how about some of the nfl guys hosting uh jeopardy 
Ah, okay. So I made a point of this on the, the pre-show notes. Uh, more so just talking about, like, this is kind of more of a minor note uh, in relation to all the things that we've talked about thus far. But it's just the revolving carousel of quarterbacks this year so far, like going into the offseason. Yeah. We've already seen some big changes, right? There was, there was the Carson Wentz trade, which is a bit more minor. But uh, he's going to be starting in Indianapolis. But the biggest one is the Goff for uh, for Stafford one, which is huge. Yeah, that's a yeah. huge trade because uh, now it wasn't just Goff for Stafford; it was Goff plus like a couple picks, I believe. Um, but Stafford is going to shred for the Rams. Like he's he's going to be insane because he's always been on a team in Detroit that he's pretty much willed them to win whenever he could. The rest of the team has been pretty much garbage. Right. So now, like, so it, it's, it's just interesting to see. And I think we kind of touched touched on this, uh, not maybe last week, I'm not sure if it was before, but um, the other potential quarterbacks to be on the move. And I know Deshaun Watson, your boy, is uh, rumored to be there, but we'll see if they can keep him, man. Like, I don't know. It's, uh, but it seems to be one of those things where a lot of the quarterbacks are on the move this year. Like, they're moving around. Except for Drew Brees. He's going to, you know, play until he's 80. Did and, uh, did I hear Drew Brees retired at this season, or, no, or this is last season, or playing could be way off? Yeah, he's dialing it back. He's like Brett Favre, right? He's like, I'm good. This is the last yeah. year. No, yeah. one more yeah. year. I saw yeah, At least he's sticking to one team. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I saw like right when he said like he announced that he's coming back again. Someone like posted a gif. It was just like some eighty year old running with the ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, yeah, like, but I did see, I saw that in the news today. I just had a little laugh at it. Like our guest, our guest Jeopardy host this year. Uh, I think it was, it's going to be in, I don't remember when it is, it's in a couple months, but it'll be for like eight episodes. It'll be Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Mitch, can you picture uh, Aaron Rodgers coming out? Uh, Alex Trebek style, or even like, what is it? Has he hosted that show since the eighties? I'm going to say yes. Yeah, in the, in whatever so. era they had the, those mm. stupid little stick microphones, like, you know, you know the classic, <laughs> yeah, the classic uh, talk show uh, microphones. Can you see Aaron Rodgers coming up with one of those, but not in a nice fancy suit, in his Canadian tuxedo with his handlebar? Oh mustache. yeah, <laughs> I'd watch that. That would be that would almost be the best ode to Alex Trebek, right? <laughs> come out, to come out in a Canadian tuxedo. Come on, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah I love that. <laughs> hey, I'm uh, I'm honestly surprised that Jeopardy's still going, but then again, I'm not. Great television, great Netflix. <laughs> let's um, let's move to a new segment that we're going to bring to the show, which we're going to call, the, for now, the Jersey Talk Picket <laughs> and Roll. I like it. I so, personally like the name. <laughs> each week, we present some big topics uh, amongst ourselves to talk about, uh, which are usually, I mean, it's, it's all the stuff that we talked about so far, but we also put in little tidbits. Uh, in the previous weeks, we've talked about uh, the Beal and the, and the Butler hug. Uh, I think mm-hmm. last week we talked about <laughs> Jimmy Butler and his flops and his weird, you know, flake, fake uh, play flop. But uh, yeah, stuff like that. Just brief, brief stuff that we want to just cover, <laughs> laugh about, and move on. Not necessarily go in depth about it. But uh, what I'll do is I'll mention it. Uh, if someone wants to speak up about it, you pick it and you roll yeah. with it. You roll with it. So uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll start reading them off. This week, I think it was last last uh, last night, the Lakers broadcast puts Isaiah Thomas 
in the Wizards lineup uh, <laughs> graphic for Russell Westbrook. Is that ridiculous or is it not? Uh, of course it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> they had to have done that on purpose. <laughs> uh, it's a bit weird. Uh, I will say, I would assume any broadcast team uh, you would believe to be competent across the league would be a treasured it, franchise like I think, the Lakers. I think it's understandable. I mean, they're both relatively <laughs> unknown players. How could you not know? <laughs> really, blogs, though, right? I think like, that's what gets me. Is like, I, I, it's not like a not like a deep bench guy or a draft prospect <laughs> or anything like that. It's too. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Isaiah Thomas was an All Star. Yeah. yeah, 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 he was. So yeah, bit of a bit of a freak up there, and he's he's there it. in his Wizards uniform. That's Russell Westbrook. I, I really want. I really hope that like it was just a troll job. Yeah, yeah I like, hope so too. Yeah. yeah. Hey, <laughs> shout out to it. He was he was a fantastic Celtic. Loved him on the Celtics. Um, did anyone see Steve Ballmer? Uh, who was he distracting with the free throw? Was it DeAndre Jordan? Yeah. Um, flailing his arms everywhere. <laughs> not, his, not only his arms, his aggressively legs. clapping and his feet. And his feet. <laughs> what is that? Like it's it's so funny. Like he's getting riled up, not even with a big crowd. He's not riling up a crowd. He's riling up himself. There's, there's no one there. And we're there. <laughs> it, like if you haven't seen it, it's it's well worth looking up. He's yeah. under he's under the the basket. Uh, Right in DeAndre's <laughs> right field of view. Yeah. Steve Ballmer had a seizure in a chair. There you go. <laughs> That's what it was. Um, let's go back a few weeks ago. Christian Wood was, uh, when they were rolling and on their win streak, he was ref- he was being interviewed by Shaq on TNT, and he called Shaq a, a casual to his face. Shaq said, I'm, rel- I'm relatively unfamiliar with your game, and... Uh, He's like, oh man, you a casual. Anyone want to speak up about that? I loved it as a Rockets fan. I, I think it. I think like Shaq's starting to garner a bit of a, a reputation with other players now. Like they're not taking it so seriously after the whole um, was it Donovan Mitchell thing? Yeah, yeah. The Mitchell thing and like the whole the whole Siakam thing too. Like I don't know his name. I just yeah. know Siakam. Like he didn't know. And that was the next thing I was going to bring up. It's yeah. it's the same. It's the same deal. It's uh, it was on TNT. Like Josh said. Um, Essentially, was it Kenny that's or no? I guess it was I think it was Ernie that said uh, I was talking about uh, or you talking about Pascal, and he was like, "No, I was talking about Siakam." It's like it's the same dude. <laughs> Everyone's like, "His name is Pascal Siakam." He's like, "I don't know his first name." I think if you're on a panel like that and and people are talking about Siakam being like a superstar, you should get the guy's damn name right. He was a big part of the Raptors. Like, yeah, you can talk about Kawhi all you want, like. Siakam was freaking huge for that series. Oh, like, like, how dare him not know who his name is? They, oh, yeah, they don't. They so don't win the championship. Yeah, they don't win the championship without no. Siakam. No, Pascal. Yeah. No. no, and that's part of the reason why he has that big, dirty contract. Like, yeah. um, I found. I don't know what this whole Shaq thing is going on, right? Like, it's sort of like it's sort of annoying, on. actually. <laughs> yeah. Why do you talk down to like these are superstars? They're in the NBA. They're good. He's like, I didn't even recognize who you were, and all. Like, who cares? You're not Shaq and Kobe. Like, he's he's he too comfy, dude. He puts himself so high on a pedestal, and yeah. it's so frustrating. <laughs> I, he, he I might just, be. 
you might be turning into old man yells at cloud yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think of all stars too shag's probably the last pe- person to trying to coach young players like like <laughs> what are you supposed to be coaching guys like you were known for not having a great work ethic yeah yeah and, good point good point and you're mm. literally like what are you going to teach the guys like oh you should uh be uh <laughs> big in the paint like me <laughs> yeah. what's, your, what's your average fu- or your career average in free throws again i can't remember let me look that up i think you need to grow sorry Shaq, man, seriously. <laughs> he's like trying to troll in his own weird way yeah he's, he's, a, he's a weird dude too he's one of those guys i think his humor kind of goes over a lot of people's heads sometimes mm-hmm. and yeah. you can't tell when he is and isn't joking around yeah one of those guys i understand too he's trying to use it as a motivation like why do you think these NBA players are looking to you for that motivation? Why would that be their motivation? Yeah. I don't understand. Mm. If Jordan looked, it was like, hey, man, like, you should really work on your fucking fadeaway. You probably yeah. should. Yeah. If he's like, I've never recognized you. I'm like, oh, okay, Shaq, well, I'm not in the fucking <laughs> <laughs> And that's why I think for me, I think for me, the, the whole Christian Wood thing, him calling him out as a casual, like, yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I do too. I love it. And I'm not even sure if we discussed this before. Um, Christian Wood was was drafted into the league, and or no, no, he's un, he went undrafted. I think yes, he did. He went undrafted, and uh, his girlfriend broke up with him after he went undrafted. After draft night, she never texted him again. Eventually, he got back into the league, got cut, got back in the league, got cut again. Now he gets back with the Rockets. Rockets pick him up on a nice. Or he, he had a nice year with Detroit. But then the Rockets were like, hey, man, I see big potential with this guy. Now he's basically their future star. So it's really That's cool to see a guy like that. It's a wicked Love story it. to see. Yeah, It's awesome. That's why I just keep wanting to, I, I want to see that guy keep succeeding. And it's, it's funny with that Siakam story, too, because it just it's the same thing with the, with the if it is incompetence, the Isaiah, the Isaiah Thomas story. Siakam's yeah. an all-star. Why don't you know who he is? He, <laughs> I, I, he had to have been trolling. They're trying to oh, troll him. I, I don't think he. But again, I don't know. Shaq's a weird he, dude. He's, he's trying hard. He's running late hours, fucking slinging those printer commercials. <laughs> he does a lot of weird ad spots, doesn't he? I don't. It's so weird. Like, oh, why is Shaq trying to sell me a printer? <laughs> yeah, the icy hot's a classic one. Oh, yeah. Hot. Yeah. Icy hot's like kind of sense, like athlete wise, but like. And Shaq talking to me about how, oh, you know, this is a, uh, forget all the cartridges. These, uh, these things last a lot longer on this printer. It's like, all right, cool. He's going to go out and buy one right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a little off topic, but uh, a interview with Kobe resurfaced like within the past couple of days of him saying that if Shaq had hit his work ethic, he'd be the greatest of all time. Mm. Like, what, what do you guys, what do you guys think of that? I don't know. <laughs> people always attribute the trait dominant to Shaq whenever you hear mm. whenever you hear uh, Shaq the adjective is always dominant and uh, he he was he really really was but the more like if I think about his work ethic like that's a that's a big thing to change like if you if you look at guys like Kevin Love and other other centers that really put the work in to change their game when it started shifting towards spreading the floor and, and, and shooting and stuff like that. It's a lot of work. Um, if he put the work in and like, didn't party as much and, 
and stuff like that, perhaps, maybe? Uh, it's it's hard to say. I mean, he, he has a lot of rings to his name, and maybe he would have won more if he kept himself in shape or, you know, got some people to go to Orlando with him. It's really hard to say, but I think, um, I guess, I guess saying putting the work in is just straying too much away from Shaq's character to me. I just can't visualize yeah. it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking of Dennis Rodman when you said that. Uh, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking <laughs> I was the exact thinking, same thing. That guy went out partying all night and still took down fucking 20, 25 yeah. rebounds a game. Like, was, whatever. He was a worker, <laughs> man, when he was playing, right? Yeah. Imagine if he wasn't drinking and everything and he was just like, he oh, would, man. watch out. Watch out, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. Hey, we'll call it there. Um, great pod. Lots of good stuff new segment and uh i gotta i gotta just play this thing one more time guys because get pumped for that new content on this channel i love it Ooh, crack that pack hey if you want to mail us a pack to crack give us a tweet Give us, give us all your packs. No matter how much you spend on them, it's cool. We'll make, we'll yeah. make it worth your while. We'll crack it, no matter what. We'll crack it. No matter what kind of pack. Hey, maybe we'll, next we'll time we'll crack that out. pack live. Who knows? And we'll discuss I, the crack. I just actually bought a box of uh, fifteen, sixteen upper deck champs. Ooh, oh, let's crack that pack. It's so, box. so it's uh, that's Connor McDavid's yeah rookie year. So hopefully get something out of it. But it's a very weird brand too. So. Keep an eye out for that. I put some more explanation behind it, but there's some there's some weird stuff that can come out of that 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 uh line of cards. That's gonna be some very nice content there. Uh, Love it. And more stuff to come. Uh, who knows? Just just make sure you follow that YouTube <laughs> channel. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Spotify is where you get the best audio all the time for our podcast. Uh, watch the video pod if you want to catch up on it. And follow us on Twitter when you want to see us go live or if you want to send us some hot packs. Um, we're going to call it that, or we're going to call it there for this week. Uh, any closing closing thoughts, boys? <laughs> I got go, Habs, go. Come on, boys. Mike Babcock is a bad guy. <laughs> Mike Babcock is a bad cock. Bad guy. <laughs> I hope Houston can win a game sometime soon. Yeah, I'm going to join in with you on that uh, closing sentiment for sure. All right, really appreciate everyone watching, and we will catch you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Peace. Ooh, crack that pack. Thanks for listening to us, guys. Each and every one here appreciates you guys taking the time to listen to the pod. If you ever want to throw us a question or anything like that, feel free to follow us on Twitter at the Jersey Tuck and just fire it away. Really appreciate it, guys. See you soon.